Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast where two licensed professional counselors and approved EMDR consultants discuss the latest research and resources for trauma treatment and EMDR therapy. Hey guys, welcome back to Notice That. Today, Jen and I are here to talk about just a fun topic. We're right on top of the holidays, and I think we're all feeling a little bit scattered. And so uh, last time we got into some really deep topics, and today we thought, well, maybe we'll just do something kind of fun and light and interesting and also useful for all of us as we approach the holiday season that is filled with extra stress and extra challenge. So we're going to be talking about natural and organic forms of bilateral stimulation that we can engage in ourselves, encourage our kids, our families, and our clients uh, to engage in just in order to help regulate our nervous system, heal our nervous system when we're under a lot of stress. Um, So Jen, why don't you start off and share some of the natural versions of this that you've come across? Yeah, really it was about a couple of months ago I just had a strange experience that inspired this episode, but just being in my, you know, mindful state and kind of going throughout my day, I started noticing how often I was engaging in bilateral stimulation without even recognizing it. So as I started just being more mindful of that and paying attention to it, I found that a lot of the activities that included bilateral stimulation were activities I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. activities that were very relaxing and calming Mm -hmm. and just felt really nice. And so I decided to go throughout the next couple of weeks of just really trying to pay attention and see where was organic bilateral showing up in my life and what did I feel like as I was experiencing it. So um, a few that I've kind of brainstormed and just noticed um, the time when I it really came to my attention, I was rocking my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so as she's, you know, laying in my lap and I'm rocking her to sleep, and I just thought for her even, the bilateral of that back and forth as she was laying across my lap, mm-hmm. um, that rocking motion, and I got to thinking how even when I stand up, uh, maybe at a training or a meeting, I notice myself sway mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always just, it's kind of like stretches your hips and gets your body moving, your blood flowing, but it's also just this really slow, relaxed, soothing bilateral stimulation. And I catch myself swaying like that often mm-hmm. uh, when I'm just standing still. And so that rocking motion for a baby, kind of rocking ourselves as we sway, those are two very relaxed forms of bilateral that stood out. Mm-hmm. And that's something that children do naturally yeah. when they're trying to self-soothe, when they've done research in um, like overseas and orphanages and they've observed children that have uh, long-term neglect, emotional mm-hmm. neglect, even if all of their physical needs are cared for, one of the behaviors that is really common is rocking behavior because they're trying to self-regulate. Yeah. And it's just so calming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think as adults, we need to be rocked too, whether we rock ourselves. I would love if someone or... would rock me. That's really <laughs> true. You think about laying in a hammock yeah, um, and that you get that bilateral as you swing back and forth and kind of your weight shifts from side to side. And that's kind of that same rocking motion. 
Of course, we've got walking, jogging, running. Those are great examples of organic. Yes, Mm -hmm. cycling of that natural organic bilateral. And those are such enjoyable activities. There's a lot of components to that other than just the bilateral. You know, there's the experiencing nature and the fresh air, physical activity. But I think, you know, that's an additional piece as you're stimulating left and right hemisphere as you engage in those activities. So a lot of different exercises I was trying to go through my mind. I'm by no means an athlete. So <laughs> any sports I mention, it's not because I play them myself. <laughs> but golf seems like that might be, could oh, yeah. be one. You know, you're kind of shifting your feet. There's a lot of walking in that. Uh-huh. But also, you know, the swinging and as you're, you know. I think we'd be hard pressed to hard pressed to find a sport where there wasn't a component yeah, bilateral. Because yeah. there's running or walking, yeah. jogging. Yeah. yeah, maybe swinging a bat. Yeah, but like I said, I'm not running right after that. Right, exactly. (laughs) If if you hit it, that's true. (laughs) I would be walking back to the dugout. Um, So yeah, sports, um, physical, you know, walking, running, physical activity. As I was, you know, just kind of let my mind running, thinking of others, drumming. Absolutely. Okay, so here's a little self disclosure, guys. Drumming is one of my favorite self soothing mechanisms. I feel like. I feel very odd when I do it because, you know, we don't have a culture where like drumming is a thing that happens a lot. But last Christmas, my favorite present was my husband bought me a drum. I didn't know this. Yes. (laughs) Like I said, this is a little self-disclosure. And it's called a gathering drum. And it's this big, deep, booming drum. And you set it on your lap or you can actually hold it in front of you. So you also get like the reverberation that comes off Mm -hmm. of the drum as you're playing it. It is the most relaxing thing. If you guys have not played a drum in a while, and I'm not talking like, you know, the, a normal drum set also has a component, a bilateral, yeah. but even a hand drum, and maybe especially that because of the way you're doing it and feeling the vibration of it with your body, I think it's just like a super happy thing for a nervous system. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us could really, really benefit from it. A lot of cultures, like traditional cultures, drumming is a part of their natural healing. That's what they do. They dance, they sing, they drum. And when there is a need for community healing, that's what they do. They get together and uh, they sing and they dance and they drum. And every component of that has bilateral in it. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm really into the drumming. That's so great. (laughs) All right. I'm going to have to come do that with you sometime. That's so great. Even reading music or reading Mm -hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. You think about the shift of your eyes from left to right. I never thought about that. Yeah, and it's yeah. at a nice slow pace. It's soothing. You're not focused on anything in particular than the words on the page, yeah. like nothing internal, but that motion back and forth mm-hmm. of um, reading. And I, I often think of how relaxing that is to end the night, you know, mm-hmm. with just reading a few pages before bed to kind of unwire and relax. So I thought that was interesting reading music or reading a book. Um, I had another, an artist mentioned this to me, but looking at art would be a natural oh, form of scanning bilateral. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's so true. Especially if it's art that has kind of a rhythmic, uh-huh. you know, look to it that kind of crosses over and you're, yeah. So uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. Uh-huh. Another added one. Um, even watching the road while you're driving, maybe looking left to right. As you should be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I definitely feel like, um, on road trips and things like that, there is something, I mean, we call it road, road hypnosis. So we're not talking about like that when you fall asleep, but 
there is that element of back and forth and scanning the horizon is one of my favorite things to do. Um, looking from one side to the other. I think that's very regulating. Yeah. And then just another one I had mentioned on there that I noticed, you know, as a mom of four, getting lots of those kid cuddles and touches, but like I was rubbing my son's back, just kind of back and forth or scratching mm. it. And I thought that's relaxing to him regardless, but there's a component of bilateral in that. I think it would just be neat for us all to challenge ourselves over the next couple of weeks to be mindful and just notice what are we engaging in that could be bilateral stimulation and what does it feel like as we do that? What what is that experience like for us? Yeah, yeah. Well, and in the EMDR community, you know, the the mechanism of bilateral is, you know, what we tend to focus on, meaning the how we're doing it, how we're applying it. But if we think about you know, what is bilateral actually doing in our brain? That's been an ongoing conversation. And the truth is we don't know for sure still. Um, But at a recent conference, an Andrea conference, um, there was a professor from Harvard that talked about some new research that was coming out that at least it was new to me. Um, And it was looking at the element of limbic system suppression that happens with bilateral. So if you think about that, when we are in a high stress, high trauma situation, our limbic system is jacked up, right? Our amygdala is in full go mode. Um, And that's part of what is creating that stress reaction. It makes it hard for our brain and our body to integrate that experience well and self-regulate. So one of the theories that is being developed and being investigated right now is that bilateral keeps the limbic system calm. And that's why we feel really good afterwards. So yes, it helps us process trauma. But part of the the way that it does that is by keeping that part of our brain um, less aroused, not overly aroused. Most of us walk around in limbic system arousal way too much um, because of the nature of our culture and the way that we live. Uh, We get plenty of stimulation to our limbic system. And bilateral is one of the natural ways that our body tries to regulate that. And so when you're in a high stress season, like the holidays, it's really, really helpful to try to apply that in as many ways as we possibly can, even if it's not traumatic, because mm-hmm. the holidays, you know, can be stressful. They're not always traumatic. Um, and it's just a way of taking our bodies down a notch and allowing our bodies to really integrate what's happening um, to let some of the the stress dissipate and flow through us and not cause as much damage. Um, so that's just something something to think about. And I hadn't thought about the reading one. That, yeah. yeah, that's a really good one. I definitely will apply that more. Well, and even in sleep, we have the uh-huh. REM state of sleep where, you know, our eyes are, when we get into that deepest state of sleeping, our eyes do the bilateral mm-hmm. um, movement on its own. And I think there's a lot to that and there's a lot of research around that, but looking at how we can, I've even noticed in my own experiences, I can go to bed agitated or um activated about something, go to sleep and wake up the next morning and feel a little more clear on it. Mm -hmm. And then kind of wonder like, wow, I wonder why that was bothering me so Mm -hmm. much, have more, a clear perception of the situation and be more relaxed and calm about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that, you know, feel like the holidays are kind of a stressful time for you in particular, and you want a little boost, um, Something that has been incredibly therapeutic to me, and I used it a lot when I was in a very high stress season um, a couple of years ago, was bilateral music. Most of us know that that exists, 
don't forget about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and remember too, that if you're going to have a break from your clients, be encouraging them to use bilateral music that's available online. It is not going to be activating to their trauma. First of all, we always want to tell them that if it is to stop using it, but the, the rhythm of bilateral music is very slow. It's meant to be therapeutically relaxing, not activating, right? So we're not going to be processing uh, traumatic material. It's just to help their limbic system calm down. Um, and we can also use that ourselves. So my preferred time to use it is right before sleep because it's like helping my brain get into that mode. Um, now I'm a chronic insomniac, unfortunately, and so this is, I'm working on it. Um, so this is something for me that's been really helpful. It's like, it reminds my brain, oh yeah, it's time to sleep. It's time to shift into this mode rather than that overly activated mode that I've been in all day. So just remember that that's a resource. Um, my favorite ones, uh, there's a person named David Grand, um, who has some, it's on iTunes, on Spotify. It's really easy to find. Um, there's another person named Brian Cummings that has a album that's also available on both Spotify and iTunes. And it's very soothing. It's instrumental, but it's also nature sounds. Um, I love it. There's one on YouTube, Helen Faber, that I had to have looked at before. Um, I was just looking up again this morning and it's close. It aligns with that nature sound, mm -hmm. um, like ocean rain, some of those more natural sounds that mm -hmm. come with that. That's a really nice one as well. Um, it's got some great videos and images that come along with it. If that's mm -hmm. something you wanted to watch. Mm -hmm. So here's a challenge to you guys. Actually, we have two. The first one is as crazy as the sounds sometime in the next few weeks, Maybe put on some bilateral music on your headphones because it has to be headphones and let yourself sway and dance to it. You might feel like an idiot, but I'll be right there with you in my drumming feeling weird. But it is so good for us and so therapeutic. And it's also giving ourselves a taste of our own medicine because we tell our clients to do this kind of stuff all the time. And it reminds us of its power. It reminds us to be encouraging them because we're actually using it in our own life. So that's challenge number one. Uh, go dance around in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> challenge number two is share with us what natural forms of bilateral that you found that are really effective for you. Uh, put a comment on Instagram or on Facebook or send us an email and we'll talk about it on air. Um, and because we like to know what you guys are doing, because this is how we get good ideas and all grow together. Please feel free to reach out and leave us a comment. Email us at notice that at emdr-podcast.com. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Please take care of yourselves over the holidays and have a lot of good rest and relaxation. Thanks for listening to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. We hope something you've heard today will help you help your clients. Find our latest episode and more on our Facebook page or on our website, emdr-podcast.com. And don't forget to add us to your RSS feed or follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher so that you don't miss an episode. Please email questions and comments to notice that at emdr-podcast.com. From all of us here at Notice That, see you next time.